Welcome to Crime Culture. I'm Haley. I'm not singing. <laughs> you don't have to sing. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. <laughs> it's Caitlin. I'm Haley. And uh, my episode today is going to be the Chicago Tylenol murders. Ooh. Ooh. I think a ah. lot of people. <laughs> I think a lot of people have heard of this one because, like, it famously led to the safety seals yeah on medicine yeah that we have today the pains in the ass things and that like you get a headache by trying to open the yeah. headache medicine yeah they're they're a pain in the ass but also like you so go, much safer chicago tylenol murders for like making that happen yeah and uh <laughs> they led to um i mean i'll talk about it in a little bit but like the way that the pills are even manufactured are oh. a lot different and um there's actually like cool stuff that happened after uh these incidents that was really interesting that I had no clue of before. Okay. So, uh, on the morning of September 29th, 1982, 12-year-old Mary Kellerman of Elk Grove Village, Illinois, told her parents that she had a sore throat and a runny nose. They gave her a capsule of extra-strength Tylenol, one of those um, little ones that had, like, the two sections that you could pull apart, and it had, like, the little pieces inside of it. okay. So, um, that's the the medicine we're talking about. Yeah, it's, like, helpful. Yeah. And uh, they gave her uh, a capsule of that, and then she was dead by 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. That's 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 some fast-acting Tylenol yeah. right there. Um, oh, my God. On the same day in mm-hmm. Arlington Heights, Illinois, 27-year-old postal worker Adam Janus died of what initially was thought of as a massive heart attack. <laughs> what? Anus. Janus! <laughs> Caitlin, he's dead. And it gets worse. You're going to feel so bad for this guy. You're going to feel so bad for the Janus family. Because uh, he died in what they thought was initially a heart attack. His brother, 25-year-old Stanley, and sister-in-law, 19-year-old Teresa, rushed to his house to be with their consoling family. Right. Uh, They both had headaches brought on by grief, so they each took an extra strength Tylenol that he had in his house. Uh, Stanley died that day, and Teresa died two days later. This is one family with three people dead. Yep, I'm a like, piece of shit. Adam died. Everyone came to his house oh, to like my mourn, God. and then his brother and sister in law died. That's 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 a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. That's a lot. Uh, in the coming days, 35 year old Mary McFarland of Elmhurst, 35 year old Paula Prince of Chicago, and 27 year old Mary Reiner of Winfield also died of similar incidents. Jesus. Yeah. Subsequent investigations by police soon discovered a common denominator. All the victims had recently taken Tylenol. Tylenol samples from each case was examined and discovered to have been tainted with lethal doses of potassium cyanide. Damn. Having now determined the cause of death, police issued urgent warnings via the media and also sent out patrols through the greater Chicago metropolitan area and suburbs, issuing warnings over loudspeakers to discontinue the use of Tylenol. Oh my god. Literally, they had trucks going... With speakers saying, don't take Tylenol. Everyone get rid of your Tylenol. Like, post-apocalyptic level I was going to say, that's, like, that's the type of stuff that you see in a movie. Yes. Yeah. This is very, very, like, this is, movie-driven. This is, whoa. It's crazy, the, the lengths that they went to. Oh, my God. Police, knowing that the various sources of Tylenol were tampered with, ruled out the manufacturer's as the tampered bottles came from different pharmaceutical companies. The okay. seven deaths had all occurred in the Chicago area, so sabotage during production was ultimately ruled out. 
Right. Instead, the police concluded that they were likely looking for someone who was believed to have gotten the bottles of the Tylenol from different retail outlets. They also concluded that the source was most likely supermarkets and drugstores over a period of probably about, like, several weeks, with the culprit adding the cyanide to the capsules, then methodically returning them to the stores or placing the bottles back on the shelves. What kind of sick motherfucker? Yeah. Like, Somebody that wants to start, like, a fucking revolution. Like, yeah, but, like, why? Yeah, because you're not even getting the satisfaction. Like, like, I would think a lot of the killer satisfaction is, like, seeing... Seeing the victims. Seeing them suffer. So like, this is kind of a person that is, like, they want to do this They want to just cause destruction. And then they just want to hear about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, so, that's so sick. That's so, so sick. Yeah. In addition to the five bottles that led to the victim's death, oh, no. three others were tampered with, uh, later discovered. Like, Two, did people die from it? Or No, no. Okay, that's pretty this fucking is, lucky then. This is after they issued all those warnings. Yeah. So three bottles were later discovered. Two were surrendered to the police after the warnings were issued. I was going to say, that's got to be if it was from, like, a yeah. family. Like, think about how lucky they were. Yes. And that they oh, had heard my God. Like, the, the and warnings. that they knew about it. That Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my Lanta. Um, yeah, so, so the two were surrendered, and one bottle was still sitting on a store shelf. Nope! Yeah. That's, that's the worst, too. I wonder how much Advil, or, I mean, Tylenol suffered. I will, from, I will talk about oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Shit went down for Tylenol. And, oh, uh, I just meant financially. Yes, yeah, yeah okay, it did. Okay. But also... Like, yeah, they're in big trouble, obviously, that people can tamper with their shit as easily, but, like, also... But also, um... No one's fucking buying Tylenol anymore. Yeah, as, I, as I'll as i read later on, this case became the, um, like, the textbook case of what a company should do in yeah. the event of a tragedy like this. Like, yeah. Like, what Tylenol did afterwards and, like, how they, like, got back to being on top is crazy that's that's insane so um in a concerted effort to reassure the public johnson and johnson distributed warnings to hospitals and distributors and halted tylenol production and advertising okay on october 5th 1982 that's less than a week after the first death right uh it issued a nationwide recall of tylenol products an estimated 31 million bottles were in circulation yeah with a retail value of over 100 million dollars the company also advertised in the national media for individuals not to consume any of its products right. that contain that contained acetaminophen. 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 Yes. Uh, after like it the was Jack de- White song. <laughs> Isn't girl, you got no faith in medicine because you get fucking murdered by Tylenol. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, they said that don't take anything with that. After it was determined that only these capsules had been the ones that were tampered with. Oh my god! So they had various products out, but, but it was just this Ooh. one that had this product in it that that was causing all these deaths. Oh um, god! Oh my god! Uh, Johnson and Johnson offered to exchange all Tylenol capsules already purchased to the public for the solid tablets that they also okay uh, that that's they also cool. sold, but. Not really, not yeah, not like super helpful. They're but still like, not. They still don't know an exact cause. So, like, why would you take another Tylenol product? Oh yeah, nobody. I'm I'm sure nobody took them up on that. But uh, like, I mean, it was I'm a sure, noble effort. I'm sure some people did. But I mean, um, I'm cheap. If I was alive back then, I probably would have done it. But yeah. um, before the deaths, Tylenol controlled more than 35 percent of the over-the-counter pain reliever market. Oh, but not anymore. But only a few weeks after the deaths, the number dropped to eight <gasps> percent. They were at 35, now oh they're 8. Oh my eight. god. Yes. 
they suffered hard. They could have they could have just folded after this. Oh, they oh, I think I would have. If they hadn't turned their shit around, they could have just been gone yeah, as a company. See ya. So the spoiler alert, the uh case is still unsolved. <gasps> Nobody knows who the fuck did this. It's got to be like a disgruntled worker. Well, I'll get to that. Okay. Here's here's some suspects. During the initial investigation, a man named James William Lewis sent mm-hmm. a letter to Johnson & Johnson. Um, also, three names, killer. Yes. All right, go on. Yes. Anyway. If anyway. If you have three names, if you're If you have three murderer. names, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, James William Lewis sent a letter to Johnson & Johnson demanding $1 million to stop the cyanide-induced murders. Police were unable to link him with the crimes. However, as he, he and his ex- names. He and his ex-wife... We're living in New York at the time, so how could he go to Chicago and buy all these bottles? And he then... had three names. He found a way. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, my money's on that guy. He was convicted of extortion and served 13 years of a 20-year sentence and was released oh in 1995 on parole. Um, WCVB Channel 5 of Boston reported that court documents released early in 2009, quote, show Department of Justice investigators concluded Lewis was responsible for the poisonings, despite the fact that they did not have enough evidence to charge him, unquote. They had all the evidence they needed. He had three names. <laughs> You're stuck on the three names. <laughs> I am. Thing. I am, because it's such like, it's always, always John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. That's the, that's the other one. <laughs> that's the one other one. Ted Bundy. Uh, Theodore Robert Bundy. That was his middle H. name. H.H. Holmes. H. H. <laughs> two names. Um, uh, Lewis has consistently denied all responsibility for the poisonings for several years, but there's also well, some, yeah, there's also some weird shit that has happened with him. It's gonna be like, yup, um, I did it. A second man, Roger, Roger Arnold, was investigated and cleared of the killings. He had a nervous breakdown due to all the media attention. <gasps> Which I mean, blamed, that's understandable. Yes. I can believe that. He blamed it on Marty Sinclair, a bar owner. Oh. In the summer of 1983, Arnold shot and killed John Stan- Stancia? I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Who oh, he no. mistook for Sinclair. Oh, Stancia no. was an unrelated man who did not know Arnold. Oh, no. Arnold was convicted in January of 1984, served 15 years of a 30-year sentence for second-degree murder. He died in June 2008. Oh, my God. Um, in early 1983, the FBI's request, uh, in early, early 1983, at the FBI's request, the Chicago Tribune colonist Bob Green published the address and grave locations of the first and youngest victim, Mary okay, Kellerman. Right. The story was written with the Kellerman's family consent, uh, was proposed by the FBI criminal ana- analyst John Douglas on the theory that the perpetrator might visit the house or the gravesite if he were made oh. aware of the locations. So they're trying to get... That's a good idea. Yeah, they're trying to weed this guy out. This is why he's getting paid the big bucks. Yeah. They're trying to weed this guy out so they can, like, maybe find, find somebody yeah. that goes there. That's and such a smart move. Yeah. Both sites were kept under 24-hour surveillance for several months, but the killer never showed up. Um... Lori Dan, who poisoned and shot people in May of 1988 uh, in a rampage around Winneka, Illinois, uh, was briefly considered as a suspect, but with no direct connection found, um, they dropped it. Right. Um, in January of 2009, Illinois authorities renewed the investigation. Federal agents searched the home of James Lewis in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and seized a mm-hmm. number of items. In Chicago, a 
An FBI spokesperson declined to comment but said, quote, we'll have something to release later, possibly, end quote. Well, and did they? Uh, I think they were just trying to speak out their yeah. ass to try to get people to be yeah. like, hey, back the fuck off. Yeah. Um, law enforcement officials have received a number of tips related to the case, uh, coinciding with its anniversary. In a statement, the FBI explained... This review was prompted in part by the recent 25th anniversary of the crime and resulting publicity. Further given the uh, further given the many recent advances in forensic technology, it was only natural that a second look be taken in the case and recovered evidence. Right. Um, yeah, so they were like, 25 years later, seems like a good time to try to work this shit yeah, out. Yeah, you know, it's not like there's like there's a been- time... No, I, like, I think there's been extreme advancements in the yeah, way they look at this true. stuff now that, like, if they had anything, possibly right. they could look into it. But it didn't seem like they had really a lot to go on. I mean, they had no. the, the Tylenol capsules that they had and... I wish they had, like, surveillance. But even then, like, you're going to look at everyone who bought Tylenol? They but, controlled 35% of the market. But how many people are going to buy it and return it? I don't. We don't even know if the guy like returned it for money or, or he just anybody. Went... Yeah, but even then, so then you look at who's loitering around the. Why are you? There's not that many like Tylenols to choose from. Like it shouldn't take you, and that I feel like would take you some time. I don't know. I don't know. I just think this is such a crazy case that oh, no, it's like it's nuts. so hard to like find any information. Like if you're law enforcement, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Just die, I guess. Yeah, in January, in January 2010, both Lewis and his wife submitted DNA samples and fingerprints to the authorities. Lewis stated, quote, if the FBI plays fair, I have nothing to worry about, end quote. Oh, come on. Yeah. On May 19th, 2011. <laughs> Sorry. On May 19th, 2011, the FBI requested DNA san- samples from Unabomber Ted Kaczynski in connection with the Tylenol murders. Huh. Kaninsky denied ever having possessed potassium cyanide. The first four Unabomber crimes happened in Chicago and its suburbs from 1978 to 1980. And Kaczynski's parents had a suburban Chicago home in Lombard, Illinois, in 1982, where he stayed occasionally. So he was in the area. Yeah. And known to be, like, a sensationalist. Yeah, I was going to say. Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it would... It would be possible, it would be for sure. In, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a direction it's, they could take. Yeah. Definitely I mean, suspect. it's definitely something to look into. Yeah. Uh, in 2011, Scott Bartz, of jo- a Johnson & Johnson whistleblower and former employee, claimed the poison Tylenol had actually been tampered with somewhere along the repackaging and distribution links in the Tylenol supply chain. But then why rather than retail locations? Con- small concentration? I don't know. He wrote a book about it, and I have information on the book. And okay. It, it's like really interesting all right yeah i'll so, say really interesting so i mean it's, it's worth looking into and this guy worked yeah. for tylenol yeah so that's he kind of so knows would know the inner workings i wonder if he did i don't know, that, I don't know that's, he's, he's got this all figured out yeah i mean that seems like a it, it it would be like a serial killer move yeah to be like you're looking it's in the, the wrong place yeah it's the equivalent of like returning to the scene of the crime it's yeah the, you're like i know all these details no one else knows all these details. That'd be very... That would be very interesting. That would be very meta. But I don't know. I think he had... He says, like, later on, he's like, I didn't have a problem with Johnson & Johnson. I was like, then why are you then writing... why are you whistling? Why multi- are you blowing whistles? Yeah. He wrote <laughs> multiple books. 
Oh, that. Mm, but this, mm. wait till you hear it. Like, it's pretty interesting. Um, but in the aftermath, after all the murders and everything, there were copycats. Right. Yeah. Rut row. Hundreds of copycat attacks involving Tylenol and over the counter medicines and other products also took place around the United States immediately following the Chicago deaths. So people heard about it and they were like, fuck, that's a good idea. Rut row. <laughs> <laughs> Some real fucked up people were like, I can do that oh, shit. Oh, God. I hate that. Like, it's one thing to be like, you see somebody do something real stupid, like backflip off a car while it's driving, and you go, yeah, I can do that. Go ahead. Do yeah. that. Let natural selection take its course. You don't but think you have to put on a, um, on a, uh, you don't a, a tamper news with medicine. No, you don't think yes. you have to put on a news report. Hey, don't try this at home. Yes. You fucking idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, so three more deaths occurred in 1986 from tampered gelatin capsules. Oh, God. This is like the whole thing with media sensationalization, where... They report on it, and like, yeah, it's like a crazy news story, yeah. but it's also giving so many people ideas. And like reporting on things before the you got crime the is closed, or reporting on things that are just wrong. Well, yeah, no, that's like with Sandy Hook, Adam Lanza, it was initially reported that it was his brother and not him. His brother was working like 45 maybe minutes south in Stanford. Oh, wow. And they fucking, they didn't, they didn't that shoot him. That could ruin him, but, his fucking life. Um, no, they like took him out they were like holy shit he's right here and he got like arrested and all that other stuff before they were like oh wait no it's not him yeah and all because somebody like in the media was like well people in the media not just one person they were like yeah it's believed to be like i think his name was noah like yeah noah lanza or nick maybe something yeah yeah something like that and end name watch his name's gonna be like bob (laughs) um but and and then it ended up not being him and like yeah that's fucked up and then you have to go back to work after that yeah or, like, there was, um, I forget, like, what the crime was, but, like, um, the police were, like, talking about this crime and, like, trying to solve, like, murders or something. Right. And the murderer, like, worked in the police building. Like, he moved furniture. Oh, God. He, like, moved furniture So, for them. he just overheard and knew yes. where they were going with so, everything. Like, and, like, as he was moving in, like, a desk for somebody, he saw on a, a, a board, like, what they were working on and what leads they had. Yeah. So, he changed up his M.O., Based on yeah. what the police already knew. Oh. So working, like, trying to release information about a case while the case is still going on is very dangerous. That's not good. Because then it leads to these fucking copycat No people. bueno. No bueno. So a woman died in Yonkers, New York, after ingesting extra-strength Tylenol capsules laced with cyanide. Excedrin capsules Ugh. in Washington State were tampered with. Oh, good. With. Now they've moved on to the Excedrin. It's, it's all over. Yeah. Um, resulting in the Nothing death of Susan Snow and Bruce Nickel from cyanide poisoning and the eventual arrest and convic- conviction of Nickel's wife, Stella, of Stella! crimes connected to both cases. Uh, that year, Proctor and Gamble's Encaprin, uh, I think that's the name I, of the medicine. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Uh, Encaprin was recalled after spiking a hoax in the Chicago and Detroit in Chicago and Detroit that resulted in sheer sales drops and withdrawal of the pain reliever from the market. So that's why you never fucking heard of it. Yeah. Because they fucking got, got rid, of, rid it. of it. Yeah. They were like, bye. Yeah. So Johnson and Johnson's response to this case is why they are why Tylenol is still a thing. Yeah, because they were so, like, on it. Yeah, they received positive coverage overall for handling the crisis. Damn, um, that's that's lucky. Yeah, an article in the Washington Post said, quote, Johnson & Johnson has effectively demonstrated how a major business ought to handle this disaster, end quote. The article further stated that, quote, there is no, 
this is no three-mile island accident in which the company's response did more damage than the original incident. And okay. Three Mile Island is, um, for people that don't know, it was like a, a nuclear disaster that yeah. happened. There was like a, I think it was like a leak at this place. I think, I think it was a leak. And the company just fucked everything over. Right. <laughs> they, yeah. they handled they, it so wrong that... They, like, wouldn't take any responsibility yeah. and just yeah. so let people... The fact that, that Johnson & Johnson, like... Took, took responsibility, took responsibility. And took like preventative measures and yeah. at at their own cost. Yes, they cost themselves millions. Oh yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars that they didn't necessarily even have still because they, from thirty five to eight, yeah, or five or whatever it was, yeah. eight. But um, yeah, and that article in the Washington Post, they applauded the company for being honest with the public about them. about the stuff. They didn't say like. Uh, it's not our capsules doing it. Yeah. There's no way. It couldn't be. Yeah, no, I can agree that they could have easily yeah. taken a different route, and that's that's awesome yeah. of them that they didn't. In addition to issuing the recall that they did initially after the deaths, right. the company established relations with the Chicago Police Department, the FBI, the Food and Drug Administration. Oh, so, so they, they were like, how can we help? Yes, and they yeah. partnered with, uh, not really partnered, but they, but they teamed up team- with, yeah. yeah, they teamed up with these different agencies to really... Uh, really look yeah. into it and be like what can we do what what was our problem in this incident so i right. guess that's when they found out that the the way they created the capsules was different yeah that um there was a, a better way that they could do that without it being tampered with there must be a way um yeah th- they said this way they could have been a part in searching for the person who laced the capsules and they could help prevent further tamperings by yeah uh, by addressing what they could do differently um while at the time of the scare the company's market collapsed, like I said, from 35 to 8. It rebounded in less than a year. Wow. It took less than a year after the deaths of up to, like, seven or more people. That's impressive. To come back. Um, a move that that credited to the company's prompt and aggressive reaction. And, I mean, that just goes to show, I don't know why more businesses don't handle, like, crises that aren't even of this caliber. Yeah. But with the same... Yeah, just, not even deaths. Like, remember yeah. when Chipotle had that whole thing that with, whole thing uh, with the, e- the E. coli? No, Ebola. That Oh, it was Ebola? I thought it was Ebola. I thought it was E. coli. I thought it was... Oh, no. We're getting our E. diseases Somebody fucked up. Somebody email us. We're getting our <laughs> E. diseases fucked up. Um, oh. Whatever it was. Like, yeah. And it was like neurovirus, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, they had like, were so much so- going on, and then, and then they were like, no, not us. And then they were like, ah, close that store. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> It happened at another place, and, and then like, other ah, people are just like, it. "All right, do I want to die or do I want a burrito bowl?" I mean, let's be completely Everybody honest. Everybody went for the burrito bowls. Like I, people did not care. I still eat Chipotle. I still eat Chipotle pretty much every other day. <laughs> not with the same frequency as you do, but I still eat Chipotle. Oh, I love Chipotle. Um, Chipotle sponsor us. <laughs> Chipotle, send me coupons. Also, no, 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 go big, go home. Chipotle yeah. sponsor us. Also, uh, quick note for Chipotle: Why don't you have a rewards program? Ooh. When I buy five burritos, I want another one for free. See, this is the type of stuff that turns people into murderers. McMurderers? McMurderers. <laughs> murdering for McDonald's? <laughs> I'm tired. Or murdering people at McDonald's? Or, I don't know. There's definitely some McDonald's murders out there. Nobody's seen or heard from the Hamburglar since. And oh, we fuck. have not seen him and the Zodiac Killer in the same place. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're so right. Shit. And I've never seen uh, Ted Cruz talk about the hamburger. So that's true. That's true. And I have seen Ted Cruz eat a hamburger. What? 
Not personally, but like I'm sure he's done it. Did he steal <laughs> a hamburger? I mean, the hamburglar. What does he do? Fuck. He hamburgles. All right. The hamburgers. Back to Tylenol. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that, that quick uh, Zodiac. Quick break from that fever dream. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Okay, we're back. Uh, in November, Tylenol reintroduced the capsules, but with a new triple-sealed package, coupled with the heavy price promotions, and within several years, Tylenol had the highest market share for over-the-counter pain reliever in the U.S. Honestly, good for them. So they went from 35 to 8 to 1. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, um, honestly, like, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, pharmaceutical them, companies yeah. changed the way they do stuff. The 1982 incident inspired pharmaceutical, food, and consumer product industries to develop tamper-resistant packaging. So that's why we have that's, those yeah, that's why fucking we have annoying ass yeah. foil tamper-proof But I mean, things. I guess if it means we don't die. Yeah, and it improved quality control methods and soon became the industry standard across the board for all over-the-counter medicines. Honestly, good. Yeah. Good. Because before that, they had like Nothing. a screw top and some fucking fluff yeah. put in there. Yeah. So it didn't rattle around and shit. I wonder if it could have been the fluff that they messed with. No, it was definitely... It was it was specific capsules. Really? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm a liar. Um, yeah. Okay. Found, <laughs> found a like, place. like, any day. Found a place. Uh, dramatic pause. Okay. Yes. In 1983, the U.S. Congress in- introduced the Tylenol Bill. So they named it the Tylenol Aww. Bill. Uh, which made product tampering a federal crime. So Good. if they ever found this dude... Um, There's no statute of limitations then? I don't... I think for federal crimes there is none. That would make sense. Like, he still killed people. I know. I still don't want to talk out my ass, though, and pretend like I know what's federal crime and not. But... I... Believe me. I I don't know either, It makes it... It makes it really fucking bad for you. Yes. Um, I think it's guaranteed... It's not a walk in the park. I think it's guaranteed jail time. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's, like, a guaranteed minimum sentence, but... You're, but you're you're going. To you're getting reprimanded. Yeah, you're not going to get off. You're going to get new, a punishment. The new law resulted in Stella Nichols' conviction in the Excedrin tampering case. Okay. Uh, for which she was sentenced to 90 years in prison. <gasps> that's a lot. That's fucking that is crazy. A lot. That's like, that's bitch. M- you just wanted to kill your husband. Did you hear about that case that um the woman was slowly poisoned? I don't know. Fuck. Now that I'm saying I, it, I think, I think it- so. It was the Vice article I sent you, wasn't it? The grandma that was like she poisoned all of her husbands and like her kids and no, like, it wasn't that one. But now I'm as I'm talking about it, I think it was like an episode of House or something. I don't oh, know if Haley. it was. I don't know if it was based on real life. But the woman was like slowly poisoning her husband with gold. Like she would put gold in his um. That has to be a house episode because I know. who would willingly give up gold? I know, and she was some like rich white lady and wanted to kill her husband. Okay, in, that's like, the only demographic I can think in of like a real rich would, way. Like, kill someone with gold that's got to be a house episode i'm sorry but i don't know if it was based on real life i don't know if it was like based on a real case because you know how svu in real life would give up gold i don't know people who want to kill their husbands that's fair that's fair that's fair but like you know how svu is based on like like lots of their episodes are based on like real cases that happen so i don't know i don't know if like like house did that shit too but i it might have been house i don't know but anyway um stella nichols uh nickel that one yeah kill your husband in a regular way yes 
Well, no, she find can't. A, find 90, a years, way. 90 years in prison. Okay. Uh, additionally, the, the incident prompted the pharmaceutical in- industry to move away from capsules altogether, which were easy yeah. to contaminate as a foreign substance could be placed inside without obvious signs of tampering. But then, oh, I was going to say. It was those, it <laughs> Never was mind. those little ones that were kind of plasticky yeah, that you gel. had to like, pull apart. Oh, I thought you meant like the gel no, it had, capsules. It had the little powder stuff in it, the ones that they were tampering with. It was like oh, red on okay. one end, it's yeah, like the and typical, blue on the other. Yeah, and, yeah the or typical yellow. like, like yeah, what you think of when you think of like a cartoon it's, pill. It's the freaking the the, the red and white one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the yes. emoji. Yes. yes. <laughs> so you could take Whole. those apart and put Apple, little powder. You might want to make it. a little adjustment there. Yeah. Um. So they they decided fuck these things. Let's get away from it. Uh, and in 1989, the FDA introduced a more stringent regulation to avoid product tampering. This led to the eventual replacement of the capsules with a solid caplet, a Aww. tablet made in the shape of a capsule covered with an easy-to-swallow gelatin um, as a drug delivery form and with the addition of tamper-evident safety seals on the bottles um, that just became industry standard for pretty much anything. Right. So, um, yeah... So the these Tylenol murders basically changed everything. Yeah, it yeah. changed. It it and created a bill based on it. it. Yeah, it created the way that we consume and attempt to get a hold of like over the counter medicines. Yeah, because it's not just Tylenol they do this with. Like I can't get to fucking allergy medicine without like fighting with the cap. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just and like each yeah. one is kind of different in a way you have like the yeah. the ones that you have to like press something down you have ones you have to press the sides, sides yeah they have like the the foil that you can't fucking get yeah, off the it doesn't have like seal and oh, yeah man, i'm getting mad it's just it, <laughs> but like when you think of like it's like this fucking what, guy yeah when you think of what led to it yeah it's like you it's ruined terrifying. it for everyone yeah it's terrifying though so that guy that worked for Johnson yes, & Johnson, yes. he wrote a book called The Tylenol Mafia, Marketing, Murder, and Johnson & Johnson. Oh, yeah. He doesn't seem not disgruntled or anything. Yeah. But he had no problem with Johnson & Johnson, allegedly. Yeah, okay. That um, totally seems like it based on that title. Yeah. So he claims that the person who put the cyanide in the extra strength capsules in 1982 yeah, likely worked in Johnson & Johnson's distribution chain. Huh. Where did he work? I don't think he worked for there. Also, I think he's still alive, so we shouldn't be accusing him of anything. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Um, The book doesn't pin the crime on a specific person, but it does criticize authorities for dropping the investigation of a suspect who worked in the channel distribution, owned cyanide, and Mm. had threatened to poison people. And the police were like, let's not look into this anymore. That's a little, yeah, that's a little, mm. Yeah. So Johnson and Johnson declined to comment on the book, and in a statement, the allegation in a statement said that the allegations have quote no merit, unquote. Uh, Bart said of his research quote the evidence I have uncovered and meticulously documented debunks the madman in the retail stores theory and points instead to a repackaging facility in the channel of distribution as the location where the tamperings occurred. Uh, Bart said who then backed up his research with 104 pages of endnotes, which were published on TylenolMafia.com. Oh, which, nice. Uh, it's still a website that you can go to. That's good to know. Yeah, still a website you can go to and check out all of his information on all of his notes of who... Or not... He doesn't He doesn't tag a specific person, but, like, right. what he thinks the person did. Did, yeah. yeah. 
Um, the FBI declined to discuss the book or Bartz, who insisted uh, he's not a disgruntled employee, but acknowledges he was laid off by the company on, quote, not the he best terms. I was going to say he does not sound disgruntled with a title like the Tylenol well, Mafia. Yeah, and he didn't leave. He was laid off on yeah, not the best terms. he was terms. told to leave. Yeah. So Bartz has written extensively about the Tylenol poisonings over the years on his website, AmericanFraud.com. Also, another website you can still go to. Okay. So, yeah. So and he's still again, talking about AmericanFraud.com doesn't seem yeah. like he's not disgruntled. Yeah. Like, all of these are kind of pointing to, um, hello. Yeah. I don't know. He says he stumbled on the topic in 2008 while researching a blog on whether Johnson & Johnson was truly the gold standard in crisis management as he as it was hailed after the Tylenol poisoning. Right. Uh, Bart said he immediately started uncovering facts about the case and became consumed with piecing together uh, and figuring out what had happened. Mm-hmm. So this kind of became his thing. Like, he he worked for Tylenol, he got laid off, and then... Wrote he a starts. Bunch of books about he it. starts seeing. No, then, he, <laughs> then he starts seeing. Hey, we're praising Tylenol. Tylenol did so well after after all these things happened. Like they did this, they did that, and he's like, no, they fucking didn't. Like they were the ones that did it. <laughs> like, so oh, this was their fault. So he was getting like super pissed about it. So he wrote multiple books. He wrote something called, I think it's I think it's Timers. T-Y-M-U-R-S, like Tylenol Murders. Oh. The 1982 Tylenol Murders. I don't know. If he's coming up for even names of this, yes. you know who else came up for names for himself? The Zodiac Killer. Yeah. And then he said Timers NYC, the 1986 Tylenol Murders, which he wrote a book about. He also wrote a book called Tylenol Man, A 30-Year Quest to Close the Tylenol Murder Case. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then here's, here's a, some weird shit that I found. So, the guy that was... Uh, accused three-name guy, James William Lewis, he wrote a book called Poison, The Doctor's Dilemma. So, he went on, um, he was like a longtime suspect of the Tylenol murders and went to jail for extortion because he wrote that letter saying give me a million dollars and I won't fucking murder anyone with cyanide anymore. Yeah. And in 2010 he appeared... I feel like that's kind of I don't know, like, giving it away. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and he said, I think I read that he said he did it, um... To, like, get back at somebody. Okay, you know, there's other there's ways that, to get back at people, It was, like, you know? somebody that had, like, wronged his wife or something like that. All right, I, I don't so, remember. you know, if somebody wrongs your wife, then you, I don't know, maybe, like, sign into their Netflix and yeah. subscribe to oh, all no, kinds no. of things they wouldn't like. Like, mm. you don't, like, you don't go, hey, I'm not gonna murder anyone. No, no, I think, I think what it was was that he wrote this letter saying, give me a million dollars and I won't murder anyone, and he signed it in the name of somebody that had wronged his wife. So he wanted to, con- he wanted oh, to... Oh, he wanted to get that still. Yes. Still, there are other ways. Yeah, I think it was, it was something like that. That might like, be, yeah, that might not be the exact details, but it was, it was something like that. So, uh, he, in 2010, he appeared on a public access TV show in Boston called The Cambridge Rag. He lived in Boston. It right. wasn't weird. <laughs> right. Uh, he promoted his self-published novel, which is about people drinking water purposely contaminated with lead in southern Missouri and dying as a result. Oh. So you mean fucking poisoning somebody? Gee. Is life reflecting art? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, during the 48-minute-long interview, this is fucking hilarious, uh, so the interview was 48 minutes long, Lewis was met with a barrage of questions from the interviewer and callers asking if the book had anything to do with telomeres. So he was interviewed for 48 minutes long, and everyone's like, did you do the murders? Did you do it? <laughs> He's like, I'm here to talk about my book. I'm talking about the book. I'm not talking about the Tylenol murders. Okay. But did you do it? Yeah. So then he replied, quote, this book is dealing with the tragedies that occurred in rural America and has absolutely nothing to do with the incident in Chicago in 1982. He told the caller, I am not going to talk to anyone, to you or anyone else about any type of legal questions. And then he just fucking stopped talking (gasps) altogether. Oh, he did it. This is fucking crazy. If I can find that interview, oh my God, I would die. If I find it, I'll link it on the site. Oh my God, please do. Um, But they, they made like a like a little docu-series about it called City in Fear in 2005 and that covered the uh, Tylenol murders and they, they talked about stuff like that. It's also featured on a couple episodes of podcasts, Thinking Sideways um, episode 89, Stranger Than Podcast and BuzzFeed Unsolved The Mysterious Pil- Poison Pill Murders which is a really good series that um, is really interesting to watch. I'm sorry. Any I was going to say, I feel like we have to acknowledge Haley's mom just came in. And yeah. she's super cute. She was and fucking we love her to death. ringing bells and shit. And came she's, to, she's similar to a cat. Oh, and she's cooking and it smells delicious. Yeah, it does. But, I'm not um, going to lie. So that's why we're going to wrap this up real quick. And that's quick. why we're going to be real nice to her because she's cooking. And when I say, like, it smells delicious. Yeah. But, um. Like, also, if that was spiked, like those Tylenol pills, I'd still eat it. Die happy. <laughs> there why you not? go. Go out with a bang. There we go. Yeah, but, um, yeah, this, so I'll link a couple of other, like, podcasts that have talked about it and, yeah. um, different things you can watch on it and, and especially all the books from these fucking crazy people because, um, it's really interesting. Yeah, this no, is a, I agree. This is, like, a, a short one because, like, the murders happened pretty much all at once. Yeah, and, like, I kind of, like, I knew a bit about it. Like, I knew, like, okay, like, somebody fucked up with some Tylenol and then people died. Yeah, they took then, it and they died, but not to the degree that, like... Yeah. This, three people in one family. Yeah, that's rough. That is so... That's so tragic. You know? Yeah. Like, ugh. Ugh. That's... That's brutal. And that poor family. Yeah. And... oh damn. Wow. So, yeah. I'm not taking over-the-counter drugs ever again. Is basically... I'm not taking any drugs ever again. <laughs> Why not? Sorry. Sorry, I mean, medications that I'm fact, supposed to be taking. I'm not doing it. The fact that something like that tragic happened, like, when something like that happens, then the regulations on it become so strict that, like, I don't think anyone could ever try it again. Oh, no. I'm still scared. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, as far as, like, taking medicines and stuff, everyone's... Keep doing it. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, if you need it, take it. But, like, if I have a headache or something, I'll usually try to, like, wait it out before I take yeah, any medicine. Yeah, or I'll try to get some, like, caffeine into my system instead. I usually try to think, like, oh, am I dehydrated? Or yeah. uh, have I not eaten yet today? Or, yeah. like, I'll try to do anything besides, like, immediately go to, like, oh, I need medicine. Right. And if I, I know- do, now I'm just going to be like, oh, hey, you over there, have some of this, and then, like, call me in six hours and let me know if it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I know a lot of people that, like immediately first symptom of a headache they're like get me Tylenol I need it right now no I used to actually be like that and it would drive me crazy because Michael was like the opposite of that and would be like no like he'd complain he's got a headache and then he would do nothing about it yeah and I didn't understand why and now I kind of like like eat something drink some water take a nap there's so many there's so many possibilities yeah like I mean if it's a persistent thing obviously you need to go to the doctor and get that checked out yeah but 
or get like, a lobotomy. <laughs> every, every once in a while, like, if you just get, like, a little twinge of a headache, I wouldn't jump to the no. Tylenol immediately. Personally, no. I wouldn't, but... No. Yeah. Yeah. You not just... that Tylenol's not a great product. No. You should... Tylenol, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. We forgive you. Sponsor us. Yeah, but uh, Tylenol's response, the Johnson Johnson's that, that response. Was, no, that was incredible. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like, because, the like I said, there's not a lot like of that. accountability that these companies take, like the big companies take nowadays, mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, that's not good. We're going to take, we're going to like... Yeah, we're going to take the financial brunt culpable. of this. We're going to... Uh, give people replacements. They, yeah. We're going to take everything off the shelves. We're going to halt production. Yeah. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And I mean, did they? Not completely, but they did a hell of a good job. Yeah. I mean, it's still unsolved, but like with what they had to work with. Yeah. Like it's, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause it could have been just a fucking crazy person. Yeah. No, it could have been someone who just like walked in off the street on their vacation to Chicago and then went home. Yeah, it could be someone that, that didn't even live there, so that's that's yeah. fucking crazy. It could have been Ted Cruz. Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> Is it the Zodiac Killer? Was Ted Cruz there? Hamburglar? It's all three. He's got, so, working together. he's got so many identities nowadays, guys. Like, it's just, it's hard to keep track. Not president! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and with that, uh, we have closed the Chicago Tylenol Murders. I think we solved it. It's Ted Cruz. I think we solved it. Yep. Like, there we go. All right. FBI, where's our reward? All right. I would like to be CEO of Tylenol. Yep. No, I wouldn't. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God, no. All right. So go to the website if you want to see information. Um, the list of links will be on there of where you can watch um, the shows or podcasts that we talked about and read the <laughs> crazy people books it's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com and it'll be linked in the description yep of our podcast so yeah you can thanks for listening yeah. come back next tuesday see you next week bye bye